Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Am I wearing glasses full time? Um, no. I'm wearing them today. I'm wearing them today. Because I'm going blind. You're going blind. Yeah. Okay. Everything's blurry, and I should wear glasses more often, and I don't like to wear them. Well, you're a contact guy, right? No, I don't want to put anything in my eyes. Oh, so you've been just walking around this whole time with blurry Blurry. vision. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Just just focusing, (laughs) you know, straining my eyes to focus. Just lots of squinting all the time. But, um... That's no way to live, man. No, it's starting to get worse, so... (laughs) Should go get laser eye surgery. Yeah. Pew pew. Or you can wear you can wear glasses like, like the rest of us. You can be a, a true artist. I know. You really take black frames and. St- I want to get I want to get really cool looking ones and then have the the things that hook on the ends. You know, that go around your neck. Yeah. And then when I take them off, they'll hang down. Which would be cool. That's a cool yeah, move. Cool That's move, an awesome right? move. Or put them on top of my head. <laughs> yeah. Or you take them off <laughs> and just hold it sideways and you put the tip of it in your mm, mouth because well, you're, you're thinking. thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hmm, I don't know. Yeah, that like would be a, nice. Like, imagine doing that the entire time in design critique. <laughs> that would be amazing. Just sit there and not say anything, with yeah. my, sitting back with my legs crossed. You don't have to, like... With a sweater on, You don't have to say anything. You just look like you're thinking about something really deeply. <laughs> <laughs> do, you think, do you think if I smoked a pipe, I would get more uh, respect? Um, I think you'd get more attention. Yeah. I don't know about respect. You don't know about respect? Maybe. Okay, here it is. If it's like <laughs> actual smoke, if you're actually smoking in a pipe, you're not going to get respect. No. Because you're going to be in a room filling it up with your smoke, right? Yeah. But if your pipe had bubbles coming it out of it. a bubble pipe? Yeah. So I'd have the look. I'd have the respectable look. <laughs> but then I'd still have the playfulness of the bubble yeah, pipe. Yeah, that would take an awesome turn. Hmm. That I think would be so delightful. Just all of a sudden, I'm sitting here with you, and I got bubbles. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. I would love that. Well, you have you have respect. People respect you, Andy. I don't know about that. People don't respect me. So I'm thinking <laughs> I need to do something to get respect. I think that's the answer. And maybe it is the glasses. It might be the glasses. glasses. Yeah. Maybe it's your intelligence. No, it's my glasses. No? I've been hiding behind my glasses for a long time. <laughs> What uh, that's a good opening for the show. <laughs> what is what's the topic for today, other than uh, trying to get respect from your fellow comrades? Ah man, let's see. Let's find out what our topic is going to be. Last today. week's topic, by the way, I got I got in trouble for. You did? Yeah, I guess I said some uh, some things that some PMs didn't really like. You did some PM burns. <laughs> Um, which I think every good designer does. Yeah, and now I'm getting static for it in the office. <laughs> in the office? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is well-deserved, and i got to just take it. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, yeah, so what's our, what's our forgiveness recovery topic this week? Patrick, I just want to tell you something. You're not going to have a good podcast without making a few enemies first. I know, it's true. So it's, it's, true, it's right, well Andy? worth it. That's <laughs> what happens when you're trying to be the controversial figure. <laughs> <laughs> so it happens that nobody in my office listens to my podcast. So it's perfect for me. <laughs> All right, let's find out <laughs> what our topic is going to be today. 
All right, so this comes um, from Pablo Paps. Ooh. Which is a really cool name. That's a cool name. Pablo is a cool name in general. Yeah, it is. I don't know if it's Paps or Pops. It's P-A-P-S. P-A-P-S? I don't know. It's a cool name. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Awesome name. So Pablo... It's better than Patrick Cox. Yeah. Yeah. But I think <laughs> I think you have a good name. I think you have a good name. So Pablo wants to know, he says, my top request is to talk about WTF is going on in the industry. There's more to it. Oh, is that it? To look up to. <laughs> I just want to, do you have any answers to, what, like, to that one first? <laughs> yeah. How, how much time do we have? So I don't know if this is fear. Um, if this fear has been awakened by what happened with WeWork. Um, when a bunch of designers got laid off, especially in New York City, but I see that massive amounts of designers are getting laid off everywhere. Ooh. Um, so I guess he wants to know WTF is going on with that. Yeah. Why are designers getting with the, laid with off? The lays, with the lays, the lays offs. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, I don't know. We've had we've had a series of layoffs here at Canopy. Yeah, we have. Um, I, there's other companies here that have gone through some layoffs recently. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't, I don't, and then WeWork was just a big deal, but that, that's, I think that's very WeWork specific. Yeah. Like, I, I think, um, I don't know if this, I don't know if, I don't know if we could answer Pablo's question fully, <laughs> but like, I think, um, going through the layoffs that we went through here at Canopy, um, I don't think it's a design specific thing. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think it's a business thing. It, it wasn't just the designers that were laid off, right? Yeah. It was almost everyone from every category yeah. of the company, every department of the company. Well, and WeWork got hit big time from all over. Okay. Um, now, when you read when you read some of the WeWork stuff, right, it says like non-essential, whatever, to the core business. Hmm. It's all a bunch of fluffy jargon that doesn't mean anything. But um, I, don't think, I don't think in WeWork's case or in any of the cases where there's been massive layoffs recently, it's been specifically because of design or yeah. only related to design. Because mm-hmm. I would guarantee, well, I know I know in WeWork's case, there's a lot of, there was a lot of people laid off that weren't designers, probably a way higher percentage than those that were. Yeah. Um, so WTF on the industry, I think, I think, um, I think the industry cycles, the tech industry cycles, mm-hmm. um, I'm no expert. By any means, but I think it cycles and goes through. Patrick, you have glasses on right now. I know, so I have think glasses you actually on. I got to sound smarter than are, I really no, am. No, you do sound smarter than you are saying you are an expert. Oh, okay. You have glasses, so don't okay. worry about it. Okay. Let me adjust them to make them feel more comfortable. I'm sure your voice is, you know, it sounds different to our listeners too. Just more Probably. authoritative. I think, I think it sounds deeper. I think it sounds more authoritative, like you said. Authoritative. Is that a word? Authoritative. <laughs> authoritative. I think it's authoritative. Really? Okay. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> Um, no, but I think it's part of the whole VC-funded community, the VC-funded world, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the tech industry is is not a solid one. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, it is it is one that has lots of interesting ideas that people are just throwing money at, right? Mm-hmm. And those ideas don't always work out. Um, where you you come on a company and you think like, well, we're doing really great, we're growing very well, and I see this vision and I'm so excited about it, and so are yeah. the customers. But lots of things can go wrong. 
Um, it could be things you can't control. It could be things you can control. Specifically, as a designer, you you could be you know ruining your company <laughs> with your design very much. You could be if you yeah. <laughs> and that that effect could be um, something that comes through the design team, where some of those individuals might be laid off. That effect could also go into through to sales. Sales can't sell your product mm-hmm. if it's not designed well. Um, so, um, I think as he talks about like there's a fear. Um, I think, I think it's just kind of the way startups are and tech companies are. Um, that there's always change happening very quickly. Yeah. Well, until until one of these, you know, until a startup, you know, gets fully funded or becomes profitable, mm-hmm. everything's everything's at at play, right? Everything's at risk. Yeah. So I think that has more to do with it than design. Now, I I will say though, you brought up uh, you brought up like if your product's not well designed. Um, then yeah, you, you can't sell it. It doesn't meet the market. Um, the users don't like it. The users get in, it's complicated. They leave. Um, they don't adopt the product. Well, they don't renew. Like those are all things that are, I don't, I I wouldn't say they're directly related to design, but design has a big impact. Like that's where, like in my mind, that's where, um, adoption, um, things like that. That's that, that's where design makes its mark on the business. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when people enjoy have a have an enjoyable, useful experience, they don't want to leave, right? Um, and I we talked about this a little bit last night, actually, uh, when I was teaching. One of the students brought up we were doing uh, user story maps okay. or narratives, right? Um, <clears throat> and one of the students brought up like, "Do you really do this? Like, do you, do you guys really do this?" Just questioned you, like, yeah, like every like is this like is this real? Yeah, and we were kind of you know I was a little caught off guard by it. And I'm like, uh, not all the time, you know, mm-hmm. not as much as we would like to, that kind of thing. And she was talking about how, you know, the company just wants you to work. She wanted to sit at your desk and work, right? And I think it's really easy for us to do that and then not do the right things that we know how to, that we know we're supposed to do. Yeah. And I do think a lot of companies and a lot of tech companies in the VC space, um, are trying to grow and move too quickly and they don't allow for design to do what design can do best, right? Mm-hmm. Which is actually solve the problem. Um, and they don't solve the problem. We wind up sort of solving the problem, but not really solving the problem. Yeah. And I think that can lead or has an impact on the health of the business, right? Um, and, then, and then, yes, I think design can be targeted um, at a company who's experiencing layoffs, if the business side of the company doesn't understand or doesn't allow design to have the impact that it needs to have, right? Yeah. And, uh, going back, I think that's the designer's fault. Yeah, because it's on the designer to fight for that, right? Yeah. Because otherwise, if they just take everything that's given to them, like just yeah. do this, then they're then yeah, they're not actually um, pushing the needle, yeah. moving the needle. <laughs> Well, and there's, I, I've, I've talked to uh, a lot of people in the last couple months. It got me thinking a little bit about this. I don't know if this uh, is the same, but it got me thinking about how I hear people like ask, like, oh, your, your UX, your UX team, do they do these things? Like, do they do, they do this over there at, you know, X company, right? Mm-hmm. And people are like, no, we don't really do that. And these are designers talking. Like, who are they waiting for to tell them to do their job, right? Yeah. I think this is a problem in design. I think designers wait for other people to tell them to do their jobs, Hmm. 
right? Does that, I mean... I can see that because I think you have to be... Um, it's hard to do, but I think you do have to be very proactive and you have to be a big facilitator. So, like, it's, it's hard to, like, get a group of people to change the way they're doing something. Like, you alone, getting them to change that. Like, yeah. let's all get everyone together in a room and sketch some stuff out. And the developers are like, why? This isn't my job, you know? Or, yeah. Um, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to do it. Um, but I, I think it's, it's definitely important and it's their job to have it done, right? It's yeah. their job to push for it, as you said. I mean, I think, I think I'm definitely at fault for this, too. Like, you know, there are times when I'm like, I go, oh, I wish we would do more research. And then a half an hour later, you go, <laughs> oh, that would be me. That would, that, that would be my responsibility. Like, who else is going to do user research yeah. other than the UX person they yeah, hired, yeah. right? So, like, I think this is happening a lot. I, I know, I know for sure in our tech community here in Utah, this definitely happens. Mm-hmm. I think the designers try to rely on the PMs to do to facilitate that stuff, like yeah. product managers. I've seen that over and over again. I've heard, I've heard designers whine about that. I don't like my job here because. We don't do any user research. And it's like, what's your job title? You're the UX designer. User experience designer. Right. <laughs> like, they're the product manager. Like, whose job is it? Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, it'd be like a developer going, oh, we don't use React here. You know? It's like, yeah, we'll fix it. Change it. Do something to change it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, at least try yeah. Let's try to do stuff. There are some places that won't, like you'll try to change something and they won't let you. Yeah. That place might not be for you. Yeah. But at least you tried, right? Yeah. Like, and you can't, like in that case, like you can't feel bad if you got laid off at that company. Oh, yeah. And it's like, we don't see the value of design. You, you freaking tried and they don't see the value of design. Exactly. But I think a lot of companies actually really see the value of design and understand it and know. And I think um, as designers, we need to step up. Something I've been thinking about a lot lately for here is like, yeah, we like... We have certain issues or certain things going on. Um, I think design can can solve a lot of those. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to, I don't know how to step in though to do that. Like with my experience, yeah. So it's so I think it's a learning. I think it's a learning thing for me to be like, well, how do I, if if I want to do, if we need to do more research. Um, the company I work for allows me to do more research. Like yeah. there's no there's no barrier. In fact, they want me to do more research. But now I'm like figuring out how to do more research right yeah. there's the yeah, figuring out how you do it and i think it's on me it's you know? it's the difficult part is also like is working it's going to be different every time if you started a new company i've been dealing with this too like as i have transitioned into a new position yeah at a different company with a different culture than canopy like figuring out how i can insert this thing that i need to do into the process that's existing mm. and it's it's difficult to do and it's like learning new relate, like building new relationships and learning new people. And I think you have to do it differently depending on where the company, mm-hmm. the company that you're at. And so, like the hard part is to figure out how to do it. <laughs> like, what would be the most effective way with the people that you're with at the company you're at? Um, so I think that's that's definitely challenging. That's something I'm trying to 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 figure out. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Well, it, I mean, even even here, like you know, I've been here for a while, and I'm still trying to figure those things out. Too. Yeah. It's, um, cause you know, change and culture and uh-huh. everything, you know, so it's like, yeah, it's the same, same story. It yeah. never changes, but like you, you would think, you would think a company, if they, if they're going through, 
if they're going through a financial situation, right, they're maybe not receiving new funding from, you know, they won't be able to do that or, mm-hmm. you know, something's going on where they need to, they need to make cuts. Um, I would think that designers would get laid off more at companies where the, those people don't see the impact of design and just look at it as you make things look pretty. Yeah, they're right? just production workers, right? Yeah. Versus like problem solvers. Because then you do slip into the, yeah, problem solvers. Because uh-huh. then you do slip into, if you're just a UI designer, you might be really fantastic at your job, but you might slip into the, it's non essential to have design. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if that's the way they think that design is. But if design encompasses the actual problem solving and, you know, while, while maybe, maybe the business looks at user story mapping as a, a silly exercise. But they see the impact through adoption, through all kinds of other stuff. Mm-hmm. If they see that, then I think you're more likely not to get laid off. Like you, you're seen more as essential. Yeah. Um, essential to the operation of the product, right? Yeah. Like if you are, as a designer, truly bringing the user perspective into the company, because that's yeah. like what you own. If you're truly bringing that in, like it's really hard to get that from other places. Like you, you're going to get it from sales and customer support, but mm-hmm. like from a holistic experience side of things, if you're getting that from your designer, you're not going to want to ever let go of them. No, because you need that as a company. Yeah, if you can understand and see. I mean, there's definitely there's definitely companies out there where the business side of it will never ever ever understand the ROI of design, no matter how much you try. Sure. Like you talked about, um, but I think I think for the most part. We need to be able to show people what the what what the ROI is of design. Yeah. Not not and and when I mean show people, it's like that's more than just pretty, right? Mm-hmm. It's functional. It makes sense. They people love using it. It makes an impact. Like you have to evangelize that. It's hard for design to evangelize that in a company when you can't just attach numbers to it. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's I mean it's definitely on us. We can't wait for the company to to read a medium article and be like, Oh, guess what? Yeah. I'm going to let you guys do user research. (laughs) And by the way, that seat over there, that's your seat at the table. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a, it's a struggle. I'm trying to figure out how to like be better at being UX designers here and not not just, you know, just being UI designers, Mm -hmm. you know, not just slipping into that, but it's, it's definitely hard. It's hard to figure out how to start. Yeah. It's hard to figure out how to get going with it. Yeah. And then it's hard to like share that and expect people to understand it. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough thing, but like, but like the student said last night, like it just struck me. Like, do you, do you guys really do this? <laughs> There's somebody bugging us at the door. Uh, would, would you like to come in and say hi? Hey, what up? <laughs> Sorry to. Yeah, wow. Okay. See, my see, friend of the show, Michael. <laughs> it also helps if you're not distracted when you're. That that is working on that is designs, number right? one. That's yeah. number one. Yeah. A couple knuckleheads coming into your room every once in a while, bugging you. <laughs> But I think I think that is an excellent point, and I think to tie this back to um, Pablo's whole thing, like as you're saying, like as designers, we for the most part know what we're supposed to do. Sometimes, sometimes we don't do those things 
because we feel pressure not to. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you're saying is like we we should be doing those things. <laughs> yeah. We should fight to allow those things to happen. We have we have a big tool set, and we we know you know what we need to do to bring that perspective mm-hmm. that's so important. And we should just try our hardest to do it. We have to figure out how because it's going to be different everywhere. Um, but that's what we need to do as designers, right? Yeah. And so I think if if we're doing that, if we are bringing that perspective, um, I think we will have. Uh, there's less likely that the company will want to lay off designers more as they're, you know, as we're seeing apparently. Um, and I think you'll be more essential to a company. And I think you'll have less fear as I think he, he kind of points out in, in his question. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I think on, on the other side of the coin, um, going along that fear, um, track, um, there's a lot of companies out there. And when, when we had designers that got let go from our design team, it was, you know, a really sad experience, but I think all of them ended up in really great places too. Yeah. Um, so if you are that designer, that's doing your part as a designer, um, I think other companies that, that aren't in a a place to lay you off, (laughs) um, are going to be looking for you and they're going to, they're going to want to bring you on your team. So I think you're, you're going to end up someplace. Yeah. Um, and it might even be a, a better opportunity or something you like more. Yeah, well, a lot of that's totally out of your control, too. Yeah. You know, like it could have been a whole, everything in the business just wasn't working or the idea was silly or, uh-huh. you know, what like something, you know, just anything. Economically, something happened. Or say your CEO was a, you know, like in the WeWorks case, CEO is kind of a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... <laughs> Those things are out of, out of your control for the most part. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you you know, if you're doing your job well and you, you're you being the UX designer, I mean, think about it. If you're if you're a CEO of, you know, you come up with a, with a I don't know, you make hand custom knives. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something good here. Uh, custom handmade knives, sets of knives. That's, that's your idea, right? So you were going to say custom <laughs> knife hands. Because you said like hand knives, right? Hand knife, like like throwing like knives. Edward scissor hands is what I'm yeah, like what I'm thinking. Maybe maybe Edward scissor hands, maybe sleeves for Edward scissor hands. I, I don't know. Yeah, okay. But you're into knives and metalwork. You think it's cool? You start a company because you're a business guy. You see a market need mm-hmm. for like custom handmade hand knives. Yeah. Whatever I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you go out. You you don't you know nothing as a as a business individual as a CEO. You don't you don't really know anything about. The craft of, you know, knife making, mm-hmm. but you know you want the best quality knives, so you you're gonna go hire somebody that's good at that, right? Yeah. That knows how to do that, and if you hire like this great blacksmith to come in and run your freaking knife organization, you know, from that perspective to build <laughs> these knives, like you're not gonna tell him or her what to do, right? Yeah, I think so. I you, think in some 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 ways you might tell them what to do. Well, you tell them, hey, I need I need knives, man. We got to sell yeah. knives. Well, I want the knives to have a black handle or a white handle. Yeah, or... you might you might give them feedback, right? Sure. But but the whole point is like you're gonna let them do their job. Yeah. You're not going to because you hired them. Mm-hmm. If you knew how to make knives, you would just make knives yourself, right? That's right. But you hired the expert to come in, and I think a lot of times UX designers either 
a lack of self-confidence or whatever, I don't know what it is, they come in and expect the company to tell them how to do their job, right? Mm-hmm. We don't do user research here. We don't do user story mapping. I wish we did. <laughs> well, then do it. They hired you to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of the other stuff, totally out of your control, and it just happens. And if you're the person that's doing their job at a company and you go to another company and you're doing it right, they'll see it and they'll hire you, Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I also think, uh, to his point, though, I do think on a macro level, there are way more UX designers in the industry than there were 10 years ago. Definitely. Like, Uh, a lot more. Why would you think that is, Patrick? (laughs) Um, Because people know what it is now. Uh The Uh, secret is out. Yeah, they know what it is now. So (laughs) that's that's the first thing. I think the second thing is um, now you even have colleges that train for it. Yeah. Uh, but then you have boot camps. You have all these boot camps in all the tech areas that are that are pumping out UX designers left and right. You mm-hmm. know, stamping them out. So like, there's there was a need. There wasn't as many people ten years ago. There, it was more nuanced. Nobody really understood what it was. It was like I need somebody to do this thing, but I don't know what it is. And um, and then it grew, and people kind of caught on and realized that there was an effect, and realized that this was helpful. And mm-hmm. Um, and then also the job market grew, right? Salaries grew. So then now that attracts, uh, <clears throat> you know, that attracts, say, an architect to be a UX designer, right? Yep. Or a customer service rep to be a UX designer. People see it, think it's kind of cool, whatever. They get into it. So I think you also see this, like, influx of UX designers getting hired at companies. When before, like, you know, when, when I worked at a place where it was like one UX designer per, th- you know, 30, 40 developers. Yes. And now that's gone down, right? Mm-hmm. So when you, when you, when that ratio goes down, obviously you're adding more headcount to your company. So if you're a CEO, you're, you know, you're running a company and you want that, um, you, you have to add more headcount. It becomes more expensive to do so. Yep. And so that just puts you at risk to get laid off when the thing doesn't work. Exactly. So I think I think that's another. It's the evolution of UX that that makes it feel like a lot of UX designers get laid off. <laughs> yeah. Because now you're in the game, right? Yeah. Before you weren't. Before we weren't in the game, right? If you're if you're on the sidelines, and they lay off the people that are in the game, or I don't know, this is a bad analogy, right? <laughs> but like we're in there now, so like we're at risk to be let go. There's ten of us now instead of one of us. Yes. Right. So we are. We are. Um, not looked at as valuable that way, right? Because of the scarcity part of it. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? No, like yeah, we have we have scaled, we have grown. A lot of companies are starting to have like a UX team, right? Yeah. Where then if if they feel like we need to make cuts, you know, we need to you know save some money, we can still retain some of the UX mm-hmm. that we have now, and we can save some money by letting some of them go. Yeah. Um, whereas before, if it was just one person, you're not going to let that person go, nope. right? Yeah. Yeah. That person is more valuable specifically to that company. Yes. Just because they, you know, maybe they, maybe they hate their job and they're running like crazy and it sucks for them, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not going to get laid off because they're the only one that does it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it comes down to a numbers game too. At that point. Hmm. Um. I don't know. I hope that answers Pablo's question. I think it's a great question. It's a great topic. Yeah. It's very nuanced. I think it's something that, um, depending on the cause of layoffs, depending on what companies are going through, it does directly impact design. Um, but I think, I actually think 
I actually think it's a positive sign on some level that designers are, you know, not being laid off, but uh, <laughs> that the, the, there's an awareness here because I think you wouldn't have seen that 10 years ago because you would, there would only be one, one UX designer at a company mm-hmm. and their job was hell, you know, mm-hmm. trying to feed all those developers, trying to work with 10,000 different PMs. And probably and do graphic design work on the side. And, yeah. And then, and then doing freelance work on the side yeah. to, to, you know, pay for freaking bread for the table. Right. <laughs> So like now it's like it just means that we're in it. We're mm-hmm. a part of the tech scene now, right? Yeah. Whereas ten years ago we were secondary to the tech scene. Right? I think so, man. So I think it's positive. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's good. So um it's I think it yeah, it comes down to like it's it's a normal thing for companies to fail. Very normal, especially in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. Um so I think when we see it and we see it like, you know, in the last like two years we see like a, a number of you know, large Utah companies going through that. I think it's normal. Yeah. Um, it might seem like it's not, but I think it is. So it's normal. That trend just always happens. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be, Um, don't be too afraid and just do, do your best as a designer (laughs) to be a designer. Yeah. Just do your job, man. they, They hired you to be the expert, be the expert. Yeah. Don't wait for people to tell you that you're the expert. Just be the friggin' expert. That's a great point. And then when you do get laid off, it's easier to find another job. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice work front t-shirt, by the way, Andy. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you know, it'd be great if you had a Design Much t-shirt on. It would. Yeah. I don't have one on either. I have a I have a canopy shirt on. Because uh. when you're in the tech when you're in the tech scene, the only clothes you have are the clothes that. <laughs> are the swag that you get from your company (laughs) exactly that ends in conferences all of my my entire wardrobe is like it's swag from other companies yeah and your company and whatever you get at conferences exactly yeah that's that's what i wear (laughs) um but if you'd like to if you'd like to add to the uh to your wardrobe and you could go to threadless.com slash design much and you could buy a t-shirt right yeah man they're up there um, if you guys have topics too that you want us to talk about, or a follow up to this one, if you've got any other, any of your thoughts on this particular one from Pablo, let us know. Uh, just hit us on the website, Design Much Topics, um, or what's what's the email address? Design Much Topics at topics at designmuch.org. Topics at designmuch.org. <laughs> Another correction, really quick. It's not threadless.designmuch.com. Oh. It's designmuch.threadless.com. <laughs> designmuch.threadless.com Yep. Okay. See you next time, Andy. See you, Patrick. (laughs) Bye.